Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. Episode number three of Adapting to Change. I'm your host, Alex McMahon, and I'm joined once again by the dynamic Lancastrian duo that is Nick and Alan. Gents, scale one to ten, how are we doing today? All good, all good. Um, good, good eight, nine. Eight or nine, that's quite high. Well, I'd have been five, six, maybe. That's because you're sort of negative. Yeah, positive. I am glass half empty. Uh, and today, as you can see, is a very, very special edition of the podcast because it is the first day where we are video as well. So we'll hit the link in the description um, on the audio podcast where you'll be able to head over to YouTube and you can now watch us. So it's not only a treat for the ears, but for the eyes as well. I apologize right now. <laughs> <laughs> I think a treat is a strong word. Yeah, a little bit. Um, so before we dive into what we're going to talk about today, I think it'd be good to, to start off with a bit of a recap on episodes one and two, which have now been live when this comes to air for, for a few weeks now. Um, I think overall, whilst we are very much in every sense of the word, an amateur group at doing this, I think they've gone down really well. I think the feedback um, that we've had from people reaching out, whether that's industry or, or friends and family, my mum excluded from that list. Um, as you really <laughs> like, why, why, why was that? <laughs> Let's not go into that. Let's not go into that. That's a bit of a sore subject. Um, but no, the, the feedback's been great. I think Paul, um, who was a guest on episode two, came across really well. Came across really well. Um, lots of five star reviews. There was a brief period though where we had one one star review on Spotify, and then that for some weird reason either disappeared or someone changed it. I don't know if that was someone maybe disgruntled. Who wasn't too keen on it? Or an accident. So might, yeah, so it Maybe. Like it has disappeared and we are at five stars. So if, if people haven't already, get onto Apple Podcasts, Podbean, or onto Spotify, leave us a five star review. Um, and as well with the YouTube, we'll pop a link in the description, but head over there, give the channel subscribe, give this video a like, and hit the notification bell so you don't miss any future episodes. Um, so quite a lot's happened for us in, in the preceding weeks since we were last together recording, which we'll go into. Um, Al, firstly, wouldn't mind touching on um, the incredible story that came out of Warrington bus station a few weeks ago. Yeah, um, yeah so obviously we, we picked up a new contract, I think it was probably June, July in the last year. Uh, Warrington bus interchange, um, quite quite a love a, a good good contract to pick up. Um, we provide security um, up till eleven o'clock uh, every every night, Monday, Monday through to Sunday. Um, and, and this particular case, going back uh, probably about two weeks ago now, we had an incident on site where a, a gentleman um, was sat on the bench and unfortunately we found that later suffered uh, quite a major heart attack um, and fell back on the, on the floor uh, banging the head as well um, and the two officers um, Mark and, and Thomas were on duty um, customer support officers um, and they rushed to the uh, immediate assistance of this, this individual um, and, and, and they contacted the police. They, they did absolutely everything right, and, and it was it was documented on CCTV. Um, the customer fed back on that. Um, I, I, I think 
the, 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 to act in the way they did during such a, a traumatic um, experience. They, they contacted the, the emergency services, they were on the way, um, and at one point the, the individual uh, obviously was, was unconscious. Um, his, his heart stopped, uh, stopped beating, uh, they got the defib, uh, administered the, the defib, resuscitated him, um, and, and the feedback from the, the, the hospital to the client um, was that, that the, the, the two officers gave the individual the best chance of possible survival and I think that alone says you know enough about the incident and I think mm. uh, the the we, we I received a, a fantastic feedback from a feedback email from uh, from the client um, you know thanking them for for, for, for their actions mm. um, we're, we're going to nominate them for the the, the adept uh, awards um, we mean they need to agree a date to go up there and present to, to the individuals themselves as, as part of that process. Mm. But I think you know, I, I think <coughs> to, to have such capable officers on on a site where where they're, they're, they're monitoring and working with the public on a daily basis, and have, you know, for for that client to have the confidence in in the team to to act in the way they did do was you know, it was immeasurable. So they, they were with him for a while though, weren't they? Yeah, it was. So. It was it, I think it was, unfortunately, you know, sometimes you know, on occasions it takes quite a while for the ambulances to to get there. And it, mm. I think 20, 25 minutes they were waiting whilst. Uh, this uh, this ambulance attended. Uh, so were they providing like CPR throughout that entire period? DFib, resuscitation, everything possible to keep that that, that individual um, going. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it, it, it's something that we all get. Obviously, as an industry <coughs> standard now, everyone gets first aid training as part of their SAA license. It's something you hope that you never have to use. Absolutely. But for the for the two guys, purely just to remain that calm. Yeah. In, in that it's like a fight or flight incident mm. isn't it to, th- to keep that calm and to deliver that level of focus and treatment such a long time as well uh, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. I mean you know you, 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 we sit into a podcast and, um, and we listen back to it and we, we, you know, roughly they can be around 25 to 30 minutes that's the length of time they were working on that individual it's absolutely massive really 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 proud of the guys and I think I think um, one of the, one of the, the officers uh, I, I went down um, on the same night of the incident and uh, was talking to one of the officers and, and he, he actually raised the fact you said about the SI licensing and, and we, we all know that the the process has changed for licensing and it includes for first aid and and, um, and Mark had just completed his his, his first aid. Right, time. You know, so so you know, and he, he raised the fact that you know it was a good job that that I'd, I'd done that you know because obviously it helped. Work, work with this individual and I think you know I put a post on, on LinkedIn myself mm. not, not about the incident but about the the the, the value of, of, of that training on, on the SIA licensing now I think you know it, it's out there it's it's with every officer or, or will be um, and, and you know it, it, for for, for Customers, members of the public, clients, etc. It's it's a massive reassurance to, to have that level of training. Mm, absolutely, a great story. Really, really good story. Um, Nick, you were busy. So, day of recording today is twenty first of Feb. Um, Nick, you were out on the nineteenth, I believe, in Manchester presenting with the Greater Manchester Good Employment Charter yesterday. Charter. yesterday. It was twenty. It was twenty. Yesterday, yeah. so uh, 20th, sorry. So we we got asked to go along to one of their share and learn sessions, uh, based around secure work, because I think the the, the journey that adepts have gone on over the last two or three years 
has sort of put us in a position now where we can start having a bit of confidence in believing that we are confidence in the product yeah a lot a long way to go there's a lot of things we want to do but i think if you look at uh, our accreditation for being a, a real living wage employer so we're, we're one of just a handful of people in the security and cleaning industry who actually pay a real living wage to, to all our staff so we're not a recognized service provider mm. we, we don't attempt to do it we do it everybody gets it full stop uh, and then in november 2022 uh, we became uh, one of the first 10 companies actually to get the accreditation and, and still to date the only cleaning security company to be accredited as a real living hours employer so effectively it's around security of hours so what it does is we guarantee uh a minimum of 16 hours to all our staff if, if they require that obviously mm. we, we do have some staff that work less than 16 hours because that fits their life that's mm. they only want to work 10 hours a week it may fit around childcare or other jobs or things like that mm. but anyone who wants at least 16 hours can have 16 hours mm. uh, and then additional to that is we actually monitor the contracts so what what you'll find especially in the security industry is you'll have security officers who work 60 hours a week but the contract of employment is 40 hours a week mm. whereas what we do is review it every three months we, we we go back over the last 12 weeks to see what people have been working and we'll amend their contract in line with what they've been working as well so what we're doing is we, we're giving security of, of of work to staff mm -hmm. and going back to when I well in, in previous roles I've worked in and even even with the debt there were so many staff on zero hours contracts and yeah what would happen is something would happen on site because we're dealing with people there's always incidents but instead of managing people they just stop working them and, and those individuals who, who have got bills to pay they've got mortgages they just have to rot. work yeah, yeah. Left, left to rot and that, that's, that's mm. a phrase I mean you've probably heard the phrase yourself leave, leave, them, leave them to rot absolutely appalling mm. so what, what we did is, is we give security hours to, to all our staff and, and and yesterday was a bit of a, a good news story so this is this is adept this is what they've done over the last two years and these are the stats so the stats are really interesting our our retention rate is is higher now than it's ever been so i think we're, we're touching 96 percent now industry standards if you combine security and cleaning you're probably talking 70 percent mm. so it's the biggest biggest issue in the industry yeah. isn't it it's, recruitment it's challenging yeah resourcing yeah. having good people but we don't we don't tend to lose people so it's absolutely ma massive for us so yeah we, we were there we were there yesterday and uh, presented back to like-minded employees uh, not just the security industry not but just businesses we, we, we were the only security and cleaning industry there but we had uh, we had facilities managers we had recruitment agencies we had local authorities there was a really good mix manufacturers also yeah, man yeah there was a really good mix in the room is that in conjunction with um, aircas as well yeah so it was at, it was actually at aircas's uh, head office in, in manchester so oh, they okay. they were there as, as part of the day as well uh, they've actually on the back of it they've asked me to uh, attend another session on the 7th of march i think it is uh, they want us to uh, break off into to groups and for myself and alan to to chair a group so we're going to uh, get some more information about that hmm. from Alexia and see what we can do to support but yeah really really interesting and, and a good opportunity to actually look at what we've achieved I put a, I put a LinkedIn post out yesterday because as, as I was sat down reviewing it a lot's happened in two years and I think it's all we should be proud of really. mm. I think it's more, more, more than what we think to be honest I, mm. think. I think when you actually sit back and take stock yeah. you think oh my god we've actually achieved that, that, all that that journey's massive it's uh, and it's yeah. going to, you know, we've still got plans for the future as well. Yeah. So. yeah. I, I were actually asked what 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 we're doing about getting other security and cleaning companies to 
follow us on on this journey. And I, I, I made a tongue in cheek sort of comment that I don't want them to because I want to be different. But actually, we we are talking to other companies and we're we're explaining to them the benefits we've seen from staff retention to staff morale as well. Staff morale, morale staff engagement. I mean, ninety three percent of people replied to the employee survey, which is. I've never seen numbers that high. You usually tend to get about 35%, don't you? If you're lucky. I think, I think the, the other aspect we're saying about, you know, that might be, be the only company, but we're the only company now, but we're, 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 we're setting the pace, we're, we're, we're making it different for, for, for the industry, and I think that's massively important. That's something to be proud of as well. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Um, so, yeah, I'll apologise now for not attending that event. I know you did invite me. I didn't register in time, so my bad. Yeah. Not acceptable. Next time, I'm going to get you on there. Yeah, cool. Uh, and Nick, talk to me about a uh, Down Syndrome Association. Yeah, so it's, it's something we've been working on for since I started, really, going back over two years. So I've been speaking to a lady called Molly at the Down Syndrome Association. Uh, with, with, with a view to uh, identifying someone with Down's syndrome who could potentially come and work for ADEPT. And again, back and forth with Molly over the years. Uh, and some really good news is we've, we've actually identified someone who's going to be joining the team. So he's, he's a young lad, he's, he's 19 years old. He's called Luke. Uh, he's, he's coming in next Monday, actually. Uh, we're taking him to number one spinning fields mm-hmm. in Manchester. And uh, Molly contacted me a couple of weeks ago. She said, I've, I've found someone. I found someone who might be, a, be the right fit. Because we, we, we wanted someone who, who was able to actually be part of the team mm. and, and not, not just be a, a spare yeah, part, yeah, if you will. Yeah. So to, mm. to get involved and can communicate and mm. can, can enjoy what they're doing. Is that going to be on the front line? It, it, it is. It's a non-licensable all mm-hmm. uh, what we'll be doing is uh, so Luke will be joining us he'll be working just every Monday mm-hmm. uh, four hours on a Monday uh, he's, he, due to his condition he's not able to work any longer than that mm-hmm. uh, and he'll be he'll be working at number one spinning fields so our client there form have, have agreed that, it's, well, that they, they were all over it as soon as we told them we said this is what we want to do they couldn't have been more supportive and uh, and he'll, he won't be till April till he starts. He's going mm-hmm. for a taste today, uh, next week. But he'll be a meter and greeter, so he will be in the same uniform as the team at Number One Spinning Fields, which, for those who don't know, is a very bespoke uniform. Mm-hmm. We shoot ourselves in the foot sometimes by giving bespoke uniform everywhere. Uh, but yeah, so he'll he'll look as part of the team. We're gonna we're gonna integrate him over the coming weeks. He's gonna get to meet everybody just just on a keep in touch sort of basis uh, and then from April he will be uh, from the hours of 10am till 2pm every Monday he'll be our uh, meter and greeter at number one spinning field so when when occupiers and tenants go into work he will be the first face they see and I'm sure he will be a very very popular member of the team and that'll be working with uh, our previous guest won't it? he will be working with Paul and I'm sure Paul will be listening to uh, this podcast Paul Paul's knows all about it as do the rest of the team there I, I wanted to make sure that we got their buy-in as well and, mm. and uh, because th- there will be levels where they, n- they need to support him on, on things mm. uh, but yeah they were all without hesitation 100% they all wanted to be involved in it and, and support it so from April people may see in between now and April but from April every single Monday 10 till 2 
uh, Luke will be joining the team and he, and he sounds like a really interesting character as well because he's uh, he's at college at the minute he's doing uh, performing arts at, at uh, college which I think you need to be an outgoing person to do that mm. in the first instance I, I would hate it I'd be awful uh, and he's also in a band as well so who knows perhaps he's uh, on a future podcast he can come on and he can tell us about his band and tell us what he thinks about life at Adept mm. oh, that'd be great I would love to have him love to have him on um, so we've had some some audits as well um, some you, you could say that That's January <laughs> January was just audits um, more prevalent I suppose for the security side of the business would be the the ACS audit um, where we've seen again uh, an improvement year on year on year um, so what, what's the maximum score that you can get 145 and what did we get last year so if you go back to the year before that, so if you go back to 2022, uh, we got a score of 91. So this is when you and Al had just initially so joined. So this, this is, yeah, this is this is my sort of first year at mm-hmm. uh, Adept. That's uh, a pass score, isn't it? No, so it's a pass score, yeah. yeah. And then last year we had a, a big jump up, mm. so we went to 124. So we had a best part of 30% increase. Uh, and then... Uh, January just gone, so last month uh, we got a score of 131, 131, which effectively puts us in the top five and allows us, should we wish to go down that route, to be be a pace setter uh, within the industry. So for those listening or watching who don't know what the what an SIA ACS audit would be, what does it entail? What are they looking at? Absolutely everything. Oh, yeah. So, so it's, it, the ACS stands for Approved Contractor Scheme, and uh, they're, they're effectively pre-auditing us for v- various elements and it's uh, four days were they with us yeah. for? four days and they go through everything so financial operational uh, staff engagement policies what, best practices policies site, site, site based yeah, information absolutely yeah. everything it's general compliance uh, and they're very very thorough as well and uh, although there is an interview basis of it whatever you say it isn't relevant it needs to be backed up it needs to be evidenced it needs to be witnessed hmm. uh, and it was it, it, it's a tough process to go through I think any audit is a, hmm. is a tough process to go through but all the team were involved I mean you two guys know yourself well, I was you, on with you, the site visits yeah, they went so to Sheffield you, yeah. yeah so you were supporting, supporting as well uh, and obviously the, the back end is, is really positive and I think I, I never w- want to be one of those companies that are chasing a score so you see some companies announcing the score. We we won't even announce the actual score that we got, we got on on LinkedIn. So this is mainly for for our t- our staff that are listening. Uh, but we already know, standing still on what we've achieved this year, that we'll get three additional points. So that going up to 134 out of 145. There's probably not much more we no. we can physically do. Is that Infrastructure wise, that we we have, yeah. we just don't have the facility to get yeah, to that ex- next. Exactly. And who, who, who knows further down the line? And the debt is changing drastically. Will the podcast get us any more bonus uh, points? Communication, communication mm. is it is it is it is a good point. But yeah, it's. I mean, we we got a. Uh, I'm trying to think of the actual wording, but we we got a, like a good practice yeah. based around the culture committee, mm. uh, which we spoke about on one of the last mm. uh, episodes. So there's there's a lot of good things. 
happening at a depth that we don't necessarily shout out about but when people actually look at it and scratch under the surface and, and they see it they, they start telling us we should be shouting out a lot more about it so yeah it was really good really positive and then the other audit was the ISO audit which was a six day audit again really thorough really in depth no issues whatsoever sort of sail through that yeah. is was, that more about really like compliance and systems yeah and yeah process and stuff like that we won't bother the audience with, with too much of those details um I suppose recently as well, uh, through February, the operations team have been very, very busy. Um, lots of unplanned <coughs> mobilizations of new business, um, which I'd quite like to, talk, to, to touch on briefly. Um, so one of our, I suppose, competitors, uh, a company called First Choice Facilities, Facilities. Um, were liquidated. I believe on a, a on a Friday, early February, um, and then we took a number of calls um, from from clients, um, basically wanting us to mobilise contracts straight away. Um, I mean, I'll mean you've kind of faced that at the call face really with it, with the operators as well. Um, there were some big challenges for us, weren't there? I mean, you're talking of onboarding staff, getting equipment. Um, and I suppose one of the biggest issues that the staff incoming were facing were they didn't know, a lot of them didn't even know it had happened. No. So we, I, I know that I went to, to a site in Leeds, introduced myself, and I'm just met with a blank look of, mm. right, that's great, what are you doing here? Yeah. Um, and this happened around about the time that those staff were due to be paid yeah. as well. Um, so... You know, traditionally the first paid after January, after Christmas, sorry, is always a, a long drawn out one. Um, and, and these staff came into work on their expected payday to an empty empty bank balance and, and, and no payments. So one thing that we've done for a number of those staff is, is we've, we've propped them up with bridging loans for the time being. Um, while they're going through through the claim with, with the government to claim back the wages because the company that was liquidated haven't paid them. So that's where they have to go through. Um, but just a, a bit of a shout out really to the operations team, to, to Mike, to Chelsea, to Jordy, they've done some, and to Betty as well in, in onboarding the staff and, and Louise and getting the contract set up on the system. Um, a lot of work, what we'd normally space out, or probably over the course of about a month, least, yeah, yeah. crammed into into the space of a couple of days. It was a it was a it was a big effort. Um, I think it were, it were all hands on deck, wasn't it? And yeah, the, the 2P process, sort of HR uncomfortable to a certain extent we had to we had to really stre streamline the, the process but well, we had no one to go to get the information no. from no. Yeah. so normally in a GP process you you back and forth with the current supplier they give you all the information you go then cross reference that with the staff mm. and, and check it from that but where we were kind of led blind and led by the staff so it was them telling us these are my details this is when I started these are my contractual terms and conditions blah 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 um, so it was a, a bit of a unique one, really. That's only the second time that's ever really happened mm. to me in, in my time in the industry. Um, but yeah, just a, a big shout out to everyone in the, in the team for for getting that absolutely getting yeah. that done as quickly as what they did. It was it was a really really I, good effort. I think it's a good you know it's testament of a, of, a, of a good team when they can pull together like that. And, mm. uh, I, you know, like, like yourself, I've been in the industry for, for a long time, and I. I, 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 don't, I I think I think we've had it twice since Christmas with, with first choice and another contract, mm. and uh, to have that that turnaround in such a short time, mm. special time is fantastic. The, the, big, the big one for me is 
all those staff not getting paid. Yeah, absolutely. And we, we've we've took a risk on ourselves. So yeah. so we've we've effectively said to these to these staff, look, we we don't want you to be without. So we'll mm. we'll effectively. I know you said it's a bridging loan, but we give them the money for January, and they will hopefully get that money back through through the government. But effectively, if they don't get the money back, we're not going to get it back. Mm. But at the same time. We, we can't be shouting out that we're a people first business and then Absolutely. allowing people not to be able to pay the bills mm-hmm. or put food on the table because the majority of people sort of live sort of month to month, month, to month. Yeah, yeah. and if you don't get it doesn't matter what, what your salary is if you don't get your pay for one month I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure all your outgoings don't stop yeah, no, so you, can't, you can't phone them and say I ain't got any money I'm not yeah. paying you yeah. so mm-hmm. yeah I think it would be good that we and good as well that so many people reach out to us to be the supplier. It's not as if they had the time to go through no, of course. a tender process. Absolutely. They almost Absolutely. had to think yeah. Yeah. it was a company that we can trust, adapt. Yeah, definitely. And don't get me wrong, we didn't pick we haven't picked everything up of first choices, but we've picked we've picked it's a enough, decent yeah. amount. We've picked up enough, a, a good amount. Um and the Nakoa event that was Nakoa. Yeah. I missed another event that I missed. I missed so <laughs> the core I think I think I touched on it briefly in episode one yeah. uh, is the National uh, Association of Children of Alcoholics mm-hmm. uh, something, something really close to my heart for those who don't know I sort of lost my dad uh, from I think I was 22 so he, he was he was 59 uh, problem with alcoholism he uh, so he drank himself into an early grave basically so uh, he, he died of cirrhosis to the liver, uh, and when when I when I saw it was Jess who uh, is the sales manager at Hotel Football, so she put a post on LinkedIn uh, 12 months ago, and as soon as I saw it, it just sort of resonated. So I I reached out to her and said, look, I'd, I'd love to support. So on the back of it, I spoke to the team at Adept. Uh, Tough Buddha last year was was for Nicola, so mm. we we raised. Uh, I'm trying to think of the, the end total. We made made a donation donation as well. I think I think three and a half thousand pounds, something like that. Uh, and then it was the annual gala uh, last Saturday, which Alan, I've seen the uh, you and Betty on the is it a turntable or something. The, <laughs> the, the pictures. Oh, yeah, I don't, I don't want to publicise that one because I, I, I was just stood there like that. I didn't know what to do. But. So, well, well, was you, were you meant to move? Yeah, at the same time? Apparently, you, you sort of meant to dance around. So it where, the, where you stand the on something and the camera yeah. goes round. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. That <laughs> you one. just stood there. Yeah, I, was, I was just like, <laughs> I had me tuxedo on, bow tie on, so I sort of James Bond look, but there you go. It did work out well. No, I mean, and that, that I mentioned it. So I, I, I think they had a number of people um, who supported it, and, and uh, people that have been through those those issues, and, and they were telling the story, and, and it was it was heart wrenching. It really was how it f- affected them as a child, as growing up. And you know, I, I, I witnessed that with, with, with myself, uh, a friend of mine who whose father was you know, very much an alcoholic, and he died at a young age as well. And, and but the stories that these people were, were, were telling, and and. and uh, all the, the colleagues I attended with it was Chelsea, there, Jordy, um, uh, Betty, Mike. They they, they have teased in their eyes because it mm. was it was it was it was heartwarming. It really really was sort of difficult to uh, to, to to listen to. And I think um, there was a lot of money raised on the night. I don't think we've got a, 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 an ultimate figure, but um, I'm, I'm sure we can update a later date. But. Mm. Uh, it was it was a good event, well well run, and um, and I, I like to think that we played our part in uh, in helping raising more awareness and and, and more money. Well, I, I were we a sponsor to, for that? Yes, we were one of the sponsors. Uh, I have I have said to Jess, 
uh, that I'd, I'd meet up with her over the next month or two to see what else we can do to, mm. to support because the gala will be around again in 12 yeah. months time and but what, what happens in between of yeah. course of yeah. course but we've, we've we've got loads of events we've got planned where we haven't sort of linked any of our nominated charities to yet so I think it's worthwhile sitting down with Jess I know she's doing uh, she's doing a walk in March I think it's I think it's down it's down it's down south somewhere yeah and I know it's quite a distance away uh, but I said I'd, I'd try and attend that if I could do so we're gonna gonna have a look at it So in terms of like a bit of a company update overview, that's pretty much all we had to go through. So we've got some questions again from our okay. from our colleagues. Um, so I'll run through these. We've got five to run through today, guys. So sit back and, and have, a, have a listen to these. So the first one comes from John down at Leeds Docks, and he has said, I see a lot of security companies are changing the way they call their security officers and calling them customer service officers so they can be more approachable to customers and clients. Uh, clients does adept plan on any of these changes uh, I, I don't think it's something that we've actively sat down considered I think the, the debate for years and years has always been security guard security officer and, and I hate the terminology security guard it just drives me crazy yes. so so we, we call all our security officers uh, what, what's what's his suggest customer care officer did he say uh, customer service officer customer service officer because I remember uh the, the job centre yeah. security contract yeah. going by I think it was split Securitas and, and G4S mm. they called all the staff customer care officers didn't they for, CCOs, for yeah. that reason exactly mm. uh, I, I don't know it's not it's not something I've really what's your uh, I, 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 for, for me it's, it's about the training so I, mm. I, I mean it's not just about calling somebody else. okay it softens the approach but mm. uh, do you think that, it's about customer care training yeah so. do you think that's something the in, I suppose as an industry we could look at in terms you know we constantly talk about recruitment being a big challenge does the term security in there put people off and immediately think low paid low skilled no thank you and if it was it's, kind a, of it's a tough one I, th I think ultimately it's the security industry isn't mm. it I think I mean we, we have quite a few sites sort of commercial buildings front of house where we we call the security officer concierge mm. because they have a they have a slightly different job role mm. where yeah. they're a meter greeter yeah. and there's elements those kind of elements uh I think there's some roles where the word security needs to be in there so that people understand it's a security function. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, th I think I don't think it's a one size fits all. I, I would scrap security guard because I, I really the word guard I just uh, I really don't like it's it. Very very antiquated. Uh, reminds me of the really old fashioned security guards that night watchman night watchman brace yeah. you and all that sort of stuff. So what was the company called years ago with a brown save remember Sabre watch? I don't think they exist anymore. But they, they used to have like a brown uniform. They all used to wear caps as well, and they, oh, they had security yeah, guard. I mean, telling me age now, but when, I, when I'm going back to uh, my very very early career, career we, we group for it. It wasn't them days. They had like a sister company called Euroguard, and that's that's what they were. So. Yeah, I, don't, I mean, we're going off to John's question there, but yeah. <laughs> I don't like the name guard. I don't like. I mean, I'm sure for certain locations it fits. I don't yeah. like the cap. I think it's very, very old-fashioned. I, I think I think you're right. You know, it, it is bespoke to that location. Sometimes it has to have security mm. in there. And if, if you know, for example, if I'm if I'm sort of like doing a sender, putting a sender together, then I might change it to custom support officer because it's more akin, or or yeah. concierge because it's it's a more rounded yeah. role. So, so I think not a one size fits all, John. 
we don't like security guard. <laughs> but but then <laughs> the, I mean yeah, there's no there's no initial plan. I mean, so John works at is it John at Leeds Dock? Yeah. yeah. So the the role that we have at Leeds Dock is very customer focused. So mm. I can understand where he's coming from in, mm. in his role as like the security manager there. So it probably makes sense for Leeds Dock rather than security officer. Hmm, interesting. Uh, Scott's got in touch to ask, uh, I'd like to know where you see Adept in two to three years' time regarding regarding growth, um, whether that be for the Northwest, for Yorkshire, or for national growth. Yeah. Uh, I think growth-wise, so Adept, a, 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 a lot of companies say they're national when they're, they're not national. So we, we cannot, as a business, deliver every single location nationally. However, if you went down to the southernmost part of the country and started heading up, there's a lot of locations that we do. So we're, we're, we're around the southwest, we're around London. I was going to say over, Ireland's mileage has been yeah, clocking yeah. up a bit, hasn't it, recently? We're, we're over in uh, East Anglia, we're in the Midlands, we're in the northeast, we're all over the northwest. So we, we do have a, a decent footprint nationwide, mm -hmm. albeit if, if you ask us to cover something on the north point of Scotland, we're going to say is. no. Yeah, it's not going to happen. <laughs> Uh, so I, I think that will continue. The geographical growth will certainly continue. Uh, regarding sort of the, the the business size, we've we've grown significantly over the last two and a half years, uh, over fifty percent already. I don't think it's about putting a number on it or about how big we want to be. I think it's growing with the right customers. So mm. it's it's people who who value the service. Yeah. Uh, it's people who value people as well because we we pay our staff a, a real living wage and a lot of clients if, if you say this is the real living wage this is how much it's going to cost you mr client a lot of them are not willing because they don't value the service they're not willing to pay that amount amount uh, so we have a very sort of clear strategy that we will only work with people who, who, who value people and, and service so if, if we stay we're a business we want to grow of course but if, if we stay this size and deliver to the customers we've currently got great if we can get more like-minded clients who share our values then the world's sort of ahead into so whatever we can get to hmm. very good uh paul howard has asked uh what are the goals for adept for 2024 and how are you going to achieve them you kind of touched upon that really haven't you yeah and um, i think so so t tonight is actually the next meeting of the culture committee which Paul sits on mm -hmm. and actually he's going to be throwing that question back at him tonight because we're going to be asking the culture committee what the goals and objectives are for them for, mm -hmm. for this year yeah I think when you ask that question it's very much a lot of people just immediately go sales grow yeah. grow grow yeah. but there's a lot more that we're doing behind the scenes absolutely um, no I mean we, we we want to Luke who I mentioned earlier so a, a goal and an objective for us is to have Luke happy in the workplace and uh, comfortable in, mm. in the role he's doing. Uh, another goal, not albeit if not, not for this year, is to look at real living pensions uh, where the business contributes 15% and the employee contributes 10%. We couldn't financially afford to do it today, but it's something that we've got, I think it's on our year four of the five year plan to see if it's possible to, to get that to get to that mark. Uh, we've, we've recently opened a new office in Manchester uh, a, a goal is to have a, a new larger office in Yorkshire. Uh, we are in the process now of rolling out a, a new fleet. So I think we've got five vehicles that will be delivered within the next two weeks. So again, it's, it's a change from diesel to 
hybrid and electric. Mm. So again, that's a goal and objective for, for this year. So there's, there's, there's lots that we are underway at, mm. aside from growth, profit, revenue, and all, all, all the, the, the general stuff people would discuss. Mm. Well, that's kind of stole my thunder for the next question, really, because uh, Mike wanted to know when <laughs> is Nick getting his hand in his pocket and buying new fleet vehicles? <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, so they've been, they've been ordered, they've been ordered. So I take it, Mike does, doesn't like the Seat any longer, which is which is fair enough. Uh, he will get uh, to have his hands on a new fleet within within two weeks. I actually think it'll be next week, but very soon. Very good. So by end of Feb, hopefully. Twenty uh, first. Trying to today. think of the date. Twenty first. Yeah. So by by the end of February. Very good. Watch this space. Uh, and finally, uh, Nicola and Hartlepool has asked. Um, I'd like to know what your death row meal would be. So a bit of a light-hearted end to the episode. So go on, what's a, what's a death row meal? Uh, so you've been sentenced to death and it's the last meal that you have on this earth before you are put to death. Right. I'll, I'll, I'll have to think. Do, you, do you know yours, Alan? <laughs> I, um, I, 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 personally, I have a mixed grill. Mixed grill? Yeah. Quality, quality. Just straight into the mixed grill, no stars. Absolutely. Well, I'd say prawn cocktail starter. And funny enough, I had this conversation with Jane the other day, my wife, and um, she makes a, a fantastic prawn cocktail uh, for Christmas. And I don't think that anybody else could replicate that. You have so. to bring one in for us next time. Yeah. Well, yeah, by all means. Yeah. So, a prawn cocktail, mixed grill, pudding? Um, something like a sticky toffee pudding. Decent, like that. And what's yours? Uh, it'd have to be meat based. Can I bring Fazenda in? <laughs> can I pick it? Yeah, I can. I, I think it's if you're behind boys, if you're behind boys, if they want to sponsor the podcast, you go, yeah. <laughs> um, it's your meal, you can have whatever you want, can't you? Yeah, so there's an Italian that, that me and Cherie go to in Huddersfield called the Sandros, um, and they do a, a starter. It's got a like a, a sweet chili sauce, slices of chorizo. Uh, and then there's a couple of slices of black pudding on top of a slice of uh, goat's cheese, which is just incredible. So I'd have that to start. Um, big plate of meat, that'd be fine. Fazenda style, um, just straight off the off the joint. Um, and I, I like a sticky toffee as well. Mm. Aldi do a really good one. Do they? Yeah, the speciality one, so I'd probably See, go for I, that. I, would, I wouldn't be that. Might, might be a sandwich. So <laughs> really? I'd, I'd literally get... You don't eat bread. You're on a fat diet. You're on a fat diet. You don't even if eat if bread. I'm, if, if I'm on death row, I can eat what I want. Oh, yeah. So I'd, I'd have something like a, I'd, I'd get a, a tiger baguette with steak, blue cheese, and rocket. Blue Just cheese. Something. Yeah, I love blue cheese. The stinkier yeah. the better. Or, or there, there is there's a pizza place uh, in Burnley uh, called Enzo's. I you lived in Blackburn. So I do not live in Blackburn, which is the <laughs> is the greatest pizza. And if anyone disagrees with me, they're just wrong. It's the greatest pizza ever. So I'd get an Enzo's special, which has got egg on it, which is unbelievable. Egg on a pizza's nice. Yeah, egg, onion, mm-hmm. spicy beef, mm-hmm. ham, and green peppers. It's good. Yeah. There's a pizza express around the corner that do egg on a pizza. We'll, we'll nip in after this. Yeah. Right. Anything else for you guys at all that you want to cover while, we've, while we're here? No. I can't think of anything. Nothing for us. Cool. Right, well, we'll, we'll wrap up there. Um... Big thank you again to everyone who has been listening to the first few podcasts and continue to listen to this one. Um, 
like I said, head over to the YouTube channel. We'll pop a, uh, a link to that in the description of this podcast. Give that a, a follow, give us a subscribe, and we'll see you next time. Bye.